Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Denver, Colorado. I live here. We've got sports falling out our ear holes. I like games. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. And Altitude TV. Big, bad, and strong. It's Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Let me tell you something. I have a PhD in losing. So, Mosher, okay, Vic, you might be on to something here. Here's Vic, Mark, and Brett. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. It's Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. I'm Rob Tregilio filling in for Kaner. We got Matt McChesney filling in for Mosher. And, of course, the venerable Vic Lombardi sitting here. Wow, that's a big word. One person, one person on this staff that I would allow to sit in my chair uh-huh. during our program. He's, he's acting like I didn't try and give it to him 15 times. He did. He tried to give up the chair. No, he's he's about to say that he's afraid of you, and that's why he wasn't going to take the chair. I'll tell you this: we would be the the ultimate duo in a cage fight. Because what would I do? You're you're talking. I I was going to say you entice, talk smack. You walk out there and say, "The look, Lakers, I'm your daddy." I would just talk, and and you would do all the work. You see that guy back there? He's going to back it up. What? And then you say, Daddy, Daddy, and we run out with exactly us. Exactly right. This is going to be a great well, day. Well, we appreciate you uh, flipping your chair, Vic, yep. and letting Chez sit in it. To but, be honest with you, I like this viewpoint better, but Mosier insists on sitting here during our show. This is actually a better <laughs> place because I can actually see Marty O. Hi, Vic. I can see every one of us on this show from this vantage point. It's great. Also but, great for me because if I was sitting there, I wouldn't be able to see you or him or I wouldn't be able to see anybody. You can only see out the right side of your head. This is correct. Yeah. It would be like a NAS- it would be a 500 mile NASCAR race, 250 laps of me <laughs> just being like, is there a stop sign? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it because we're calling a few high school games this year. We're doing Friday night oh, yeah, lights so. here Dude, that's on exciting. Uh, Altitude so 92.5 and I get to call a couple games with Chaz and I know how much he knows and how passionate he is. Yeah about local high school football, but I'll gather that the second most passionate person at this station, well, Andy's pretty passionate. I am as well. I grew up here. Community means a lot to me. I still mm-hmm. follow high school sports, and I can't wait. Dude, it's really exciting. It, it's the kind of shine that the Colorado prep scene doesn't normally get, and I'm excited that we're the ones that are going to give it to them. Uh, and look, it, it's very forward-thinking. I, I love that we're getting behind this. Uh, they, we, they open this weekend. We don't start this weekend, but... You're going to Creek, I'm going to watch right? Creek and Ralston Valley tomorrow night. Is it at I, Ralston? It's at Creek. It's at Creek. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably where Nick's going to go to school, my son. and uh, Everybody goes to Creek. Yeah, I mean, Everybody I, goes to Logan. Well, they, put it like this. We went over the other day, and I dropped off some body bags, sixerequipment.com. Yeah. Bam, two minutes in. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, and we were talking afterwards, and obviously Dave and I have known each other forever. And uh, he walks up to my son, dude, Vic, give him, like shake hands, right? So he yeah. walks up and does this one. Yeah. Starts feeling up, up, up his arm. And he's like, oh, you're a big boy. Yeah. You're be just like your dad. You got a D tackle. I here, greet right? most people that way. Yeah, my, my son just <laughs> melted. So, like, I, I look at it like this, like, so, I've got some other interviews with coaches to see if we want to go there and stuff. But school's awesome there. Football's awesome there. And, and honestly, I'm going to have to hire you to tell Dave no. I'm not going to be the one that calls him and goes, hey, coach, uh, so. We're going somewhere else, and he's going to be like, Matt. I'll be like, sorry, Dad. Never mind. We're coming to Creek. But you won't be biased at all, of course, towards Creek. Oh, no, there's no bias in As me. you're, call- you as you're calling these yeah. games. So it's mostly Friday nights, Vic. Is that right? Friday nights, I believe, is the night that we're going to do most of our calls. Yes. So so throughout the year, Friday nights, make sure you're tuned into Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. We'll pick the uh, premier high school matchup of the week and uh, send Vic and Chez out there to call a couple games, which is kind of cool. It's going to be kick-ass. Speaking of Vic and Chez uh, do things together, let's talk about Broncos camp yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. I sidled up next to Chez and I said, learn me some football because um, <laughs> he really uh, obviously knows the game more Did than most. Football? So um, I needed to know alignment uh, definitions. I needed to know what was going on on the interior. And after about 30 seconds of listening to him spit out information, I was like, okay, too much information. This is like statistics <laughs> class at Notre Dame again where I had to drop out after the first week. But um, we I, here's know. what I saw. Here's what my eyes saw. Okay, Chance, well, tell me, me what your eyes saw. My eyes saw the Rams defense get the best of the Broncos starting offense. I saw the and, Broncos starting offense struggle yesterday. An Aaron Donald list. Exactly. Rams defense, right? That's what I saw. That's what the eyes saw. And I've got to agree. I mean, it wasn't just, look, we we said this multiple times, everybody up there. That was your own personal preseason game yesterday. And today's going to be very similar. I I hope they're in full pads again, because I don't think a lot of the starters are going to play on Saturday, and they shouldn't. It's the last preseason game. But today's even more important than Saturday, because you know the Rams are going to sit all of their starters. That's what McVay does. He's telling everybody these two days are super important. I was talking to Tremaine Archam yesterday who's a a big offensive lineman that plays for the Rams that I've been working with forever he almost went to see you back in the day but then went to Clemson and like won three national titles or whatever so that was a good move um (laughs) he was talking yesterday when he came out we were just yucking it up and he was like it's you know coach McVay is trying to take care of everybody but the practices have become so paramount like last year we kind of floated through practice the way Hackett did right in t-shirts and this year Practice is a war zone, but we're taking the games off. So they're kind of trying to find that medium. Now, it's funny. You could see the level of intensity between the two. I, yes. I can tell that. And but the, neither the Rams would... were turned up, yes. bro. The, the yeah. Broncos were like, let's see how they come out and play. And they got hit in the mouth. But neither of you would say that this training camp by Peyton has been soft, right? Like, oh, you're not, no, 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 We're no. not concerned about the level of physicality or intensity that, Peyton, that uh, Sean Payton has had at his training camp, right? Okay, I am extremely concerned about the physicality, but I'm glad we're doing it because we are being out physical, if that makes sense. Right. We have to do it in order to get the guys calloused and tough like we want them to. But the my biggest thing is like our premier like free agents that we brought in the last two years in the game on Saturday struggled immensely. I want to get to that. We'll, and, we'll and talk we'll, about that. Trust me, we're going to. And then on yesterday, bro, wow. Like, I, I intentionally isolate those guys because I want to see. They weren't here last year for the monstrosity. Gregory was, but they only played half the games. 
you know, even Singleton in the game Saturday was struggling a little bit. Like, what is going on with these high-priced free agent guys we brought in? Hopefully McGlinchey can pick it up today. Yesterday I was glad to see him back on the field, but those guys weren't here. Yeah, They're supposed to come in and help build this culture and bring physicality and show everybody how to do it right. And Zach Allen's out there getting beat like Cherokee drum, bro. There might be two of them just over and over and over again. Easy on the easy on the old equipment here. You knocked out one hey, of my turn headphones. your camera on, Chess, so <laughs> people can see you're all dressed up for this. So yeah, Chess we'll get to that. Up He's, dressed up. He did. Here, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll, I'll do. Well, so but I got these sausage fingers. <laughs> Vic. Vic trying to work technology for Chess is like not something I had on my bingo card today. Hey, thank you. Stop talking about bingo cards. I get excited. Dude, I know my tech. What okay. are you talking about? All I right. have a Macintosh laptop. The only thing I did was yeah, get that means you know tech music, for sure. So. <laughs> I'm not saying I know, but I know. To get back to it, so Vic, in your eyes, yeah, are, is there any concern that this Rams team, which so Andrew Mason put out a tweet. Rams are still a nine to ten win team if they keep Stafford Cup and Donald healthy. I agree with that. So it, you know, this is a team that it, uh, if it's a 10-win team, you're yeah. talking about a, a playoff team matchup, and I, you got beat by them yesterday, quote, unquote, in in this practice. Are you worried about the intensity level at all that they brought versus what we brought? I had a long talk with a uh, Rams official uh, in management at, at uh, the L.A. Rams, and, and he was telling me how this younger group, because there aren't as many veterans on this team as they have in years past, Super Bowl era, that – they're chippy because they know they have to be because they're trying to find roster spots and you're going to promote and get a lot of that because of it. So obviously the Broncos have a few more veterans in the Rams and that's just the way this works out. But in this camp so far at that practice yesterday, the Rams seem to be the aggressor. I don't know what we'll see today. You know, day two is usually a little different than day one day two. Perhaps players keep their, okay, you want to do that? I got you. I'll get right back at you. We'll see what happens in day two. I'll tell you what, Matt, watching practice yesterday, for me, was more revealing and more entertaining than any preseason game I've seen so far. Amen to that. And I agree wholeheartedly. We were standing there talking about yes. how important it was. Like these, And even Coach Payton, after practice, these practices are unbelievably important. Every time I've ever done it, you know, the practices are more important than the game. And then, you know, he came out and he, he said something kind of revealing that I I don't know if anybody else heard it, but... When he was talking about the Rams and how they, you know, their veterans showed up in comparison to the Broncos veterans, and everyone's like, well, are you disappointed about the day, the media guys over there? And he said, I'm not really disappointed about today. I'm going to be extremely disappointed tomorrow afternoon if we don't fix what happened today. Yes. So they have got to go out, and this is the same thing that happened in preseason game one, preseason game two. Yesterday and all the offensive lines specifically, they were getting beat with the same stuff that beat them the other day. So they've got to him. He's openly saying, we are evaluating this, and it's something that has to get fixed. And now now that he's said it to the media, he's one of these savvy-ass old coaches that, like, can just put one of those, like, motivational tactics into the media, like, sure. the story that day. So I hope the guys heard it, because I definitely did. Well, and that cut, was a shot. Cut three, it's a long cut, but listen along when he was asked about the joint practices and see what you can gather from what Ches just said. My early years, or our early years in New Orleans, we had a number with Houston because we were close. There's some cities, logistically, when, you, when you're out west, there's a handful of teams you, you typically get used to playing in the preseason that limit your travel. 
Houston was that for us in New Orleans because that was an, an easy trip. And then, um, and then a number of years with New England, um, I'd say we probably had five, um, both at home and in New England. Uh, and then eventually we came to L.A. quite a bit to get out of the heat. So when we did it with the Chargers, it was always us coming to them. Just They did it last week just to get a break from the humidity. Um, what do we like? Well, you, you get different looks. So you, you get used to your own team, your own defense, your own offense, and you get a whole new set of formations, defensive fronts. Um, obviously, you, you get um, a whole new set of players that do things differently. Um, so, you know, in a game, you're going to get things that maybe you haven't covered. And, and you know, today, I'm sure we're going to look at plays both sides of the ball that um, that we haven't seen because either our offense doesn't run them or our defense doesn't play it. But I think the that variety is important. And then, uh, and then it also allows you, I mean, these are huge reps for so many players that are competing for roster spots. So um, these practice snaps uh, are invaluable. You know, this, this would be like a preseason game, really, when you look at the snaps. He, he said it there. I mean, this is a yep. preseason game for most of the players. And this is why they've gotten rid of the fourth one, right? Because well, most teams have these joint practices that they end up putting more time and effort into no, than preseason no, we games did, themselves. We did joint practices with four preseason games. I know, but but what I'm saying is there's no there was already no need for the fourth one, and then you can kind of replace it with what you do to this week. I, I Look, I think they should have kept the fourth, fourth preseason game. Really? You do? Absolutely. Why? They're practicing anyway. It's for the young guys, bro. This is a developmental league that they don't have a developmental league for. So if the young guy, being a bottom of the roster guy for six years and having to change positions without the fourth preseason game and being able to start that game and play 80 snaps and put it all on tape against other guys that are trying to stay in the league, that I I wouldn't have got my pension. So yeah. the NFL has a developmental problem. There's so many cats that can play that just don't get the opportunity to because they're not – they're not practicing in practice at half the places. So how in the hell, like last year, put yourself in, let's say, Quinn Bailey's shoes last year. If he's a practice squad player before Hackett got there and you get there and you can't do anything in practice to show you can play because the trench is all about physicality. We can pass that in T-shirts all we want, but until you get ran over, it's, you know, two different worlds. If he, and then what happened at the end of camp? They're like, well, he's been a practice squad guy, but he couldn't show us anything because we're only evaluating him in the game. So we'll just put him back on the practice squad. Now, this year, he's been able to go out and be physical in practice and actually in full pads constantly. Yeah. And now he's your swing guard, tackle, seventh offensive lineman. He's probably going to make the team. So, well, it goes both ways. Yeah. You just described in one sentence the, the problem with the NFL Players Union yes. versus other leagues is you have so many players at the bottom who need reps, who need help. Reps. And yet the highest paid players don't want them get their way. Yeah. And that's why the NFL is last in terms of unionized efforts. The NBA union is, is as strong as it gets. I'm so glad you brought that up. It really is because it, it's a problem with your players. It's a massive problem. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a player problem do you, there. Do the, you remember in 2011, like one New York Plaza, that's the, that's the address yes. of the of NFL headquarters. Yeah. They walked out in 2011, and they've had another CBA since then, I think, right? I don't know. I don't think that no, was the only one. It. So 2011 yeah. was the last one. They walk out, and it's Peyton and Tom and Ray and, like, 
big timers, bro. Like guys with fu money that can yeah. retire, and <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we got a great deal. We don't practice that much, and there's not going to be very much contact, and blah blah blah." And all the young guys are like, "Great." And then on top of that, they were like, "Oh, and also now." You know, we've cut rookie salaries, so the rookies aren't going to make all this bonus money immediately, and we're going to give it to the older guys. And then they didn't. They just started cutting all the older guys and pocketing the money. Like, you've got teams that were last or two years ago when the Jaguars were, what, 1-15 and 15 and got Trevor Lawrence or something like 2-14? Two and, two and 14. Yeah. They had, like, almost 95 to $100 million in cap space that they didn't spend because they don't have to. So, look, the players – the players did this to themselves. Running backs did this to, did all of this to themselves. If you want more money, you're going to have to go work for it. Like, this is football, bro. Real, real quickly, though, to your developmental point, Chase. Yes. XFL and UF, USFL, I know a lot of people. They're opportunity leagues, not developmental leagues. But that's what you're talking about with the fourth preseason game that's is opportunity, right? No, like no, that's, I'm talking about development, not opportunity. Well, but development happens in these joint practices, not in the preseason well, game itself, right? College football is the biggest developmental league they have. Yeah, that, I mean, true. That That's the develop. Look, hmm. I played in NFL Europe, and that was a true developmental league. You're allocated by a team. They sure. send you over. They're, you, you know, you're practicing every day. You're playing. They're evaluating you. That it felt it feels different than just an XFL USFL and got, thank God for them. I'm glad they're there. Yeah, more opportunity for guys. In but fact, ha- the Broncos signed a guy out of the U uh, out of the XFL yesterday. But how how many XFL mm-hmm. USFL guys that played last year are now in a position to make a team around the NFL? That would actually be a pretty interesting stat that I'd like to dig into. Yeah, start trying to figure out how many people actually make the yeah. transition yeah. to an NFL roster. How many guys actually make it from there? But uh, it, it's an opportunity for them to get snaps and put them on tape and. I mean, we all know that the self-motivation is one of the biggest factors that these guys have to have to get there, to get through. Well, last thing I'll say before we break is the individual has got to be on top of his own development. Like, I'm just going to say this, and I've I've been working with Dalton forever. One of the reasons Dalton Reiser is not on a team is because he got drafted and stopped going to develop. He got drafted and was like, oh, I'm going to make the, I'm going to be a ring of famer. And he looked the same and arguably worse his third year than he did his first year. So... When you get in the NFL, it means not for long, and you better go to work because somebody else is coming to take that job. Well, and <laughs> they're not going to pay you, especially if you don't put in the time to develop yourself. They're not going to spend money on that, Vic. So when the Broncos are looking at, uh, and it's we'll talk about Ben Powers coming up because I just have to say the name, and I see, so the, my I, man. See, I see the boiling up great of Chazzes already. I can't believe how late you are to this first break. I, well, I'm blocked. <laughs> I'm blowing it on purpose. Oh, oh look at you two. Oh, my God. It's really turned into a disaster. No, it's anyway. not. We're good. That's not it's even a spill. It's fine. We're good. Oh, whatever, bro. We're okay. rolling over Before here. Before we get to break, Big I'm man, going. little man over here yes, balling. Yes, Vic, I'm going late to the first break. Before we get to break. Let's I take just, a break because our just, commercial timeout <laughs> is coming. No, I do really. Hold on. Before we get to break, I want to talk about Russell Wilson real quick. Because in this camp, we are done with I'm not programmed uh, this to segment. talk after a certain time. <laughs> Just keep it rolling until 40. Okay, we'll do a little radio class with you guys as soon as we get into this commercial break here, which I guess we're going to take now on yes. Altitude Sports Radio <laughs> 92.5. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. It's Mojo Lombardi and Kane Vixen. But uh, we got Matt McChesney and I'm Rob Trujillo hanging out Hi. for the fellas. 
But what I was trying to get to before the break and having to teach you guys how radio works. <laughs> Look, bro, we're just riding in the car. You're driving. Drive. <laughs> well, let me drive <laughs> then. Go, stop drive. trying to grab Let's the go, wheel. Vin Diesel and Kids, drive the car. Children, stop trying to grab the wheel. No, oh, I want to. Are we there I, yet, Daddy? I want to talk about Albert Okuwebunam, and I really want to talk about Russell Wilson. So, real quickly, first on Russell Wilson, Vic. Everything I read yesterday said that he had a pretty good day. He had a couple balls batted down again, where the the line just caved in on him. That I I start to wonder how much of that, and Matt's a better source. How much of that is him, and how much of that is the line? You know what is going on there? Drew Brees was at practice the other day. Drew Brees is as tall as Russell Wilson, maybe slightly taller, half an inch, but they're the same size, yeah, right? Yeah. They're the same size. Drew Brees, you don't recall balls being batted down a lot with Drew Brees. He had that over-the-top throwing motion where he was able to find guys without any issues, stood in the pocket. I wonder if that conversation took place with Russ. I wonder if Drew and Russ sat down and talked to – little strategy on how to not get balls batted down short guy short guy quarterback yeah <laughs> okay uh look uh, they obviously if drew Brees is there i would hope that sean drew and russ all sat down for an hour and at least and just talk shop so drew could try and give him or sure change information i'm sure that you know you would assume yeah but at the same time the you know you know what they say about assumptions so assuming that i understand how to drive the car we'll see what happened <laughs> so uh, all i'm saying is Drew Brees had an incredibly good offensive line in front of him and massive guards. I mean, you remember Jahari Evans. He's the size of a tackle or maybe bigger, and he's playing left guard. Drew Brees is not the tallest dude, and he did great in those systems. Look, every defensive lineman is taught, especially with shorter quarterbacks, when you get stonewalled at the line of scrimmage, just stop and, and jump and, and knock the ball down. He's going to struggle with that. The entire year, but, but the couple times career. I saw yesterday, it wasn't a matter of getting in a passing lane. They were right up, like next to him, oh, batting that, it down. That's I mean, because we're getting our asses. Well, that's up that's for us. what I was going to ask yeah. you. So, how yeah. much is him, and how much is the line? It's not is, him. It's not him. Well, like, and so that's why I was asking. So all reports were that he had a decent day yesterday. He did. It was really the offensive line and the skill positions that let him down with a whole bunch of drop balls. Well, Judy yeah. can't catch the ball, and he's frustrated, and he'll. I think he'll fix it. He's got it. the yips. Even Coach Payton yesterday, yeah. I love what he said. I can't tell you how many parents, players, and coaches have said mm. to me, like, teach him to catch the ball. And I'm like, mm. teach him to catch? What? Yeah. I'm going to throw it to him until yeah. he catches it. You're paid to catch. Exactly. And then even Coach Payton was like, you're paid to catch. It's not that hard. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Well, and so he, it's even, not that hard. I catch hate it when people try to break it down. Yeah, as, man. Like, I mean, just you got to open catch your it. fingers yeah, and it's not it that, out, man. It, a catch is a catch. Nobody catch. thinks about that. Nobody, no. nobody goes through the machinations of a catch. It's like breathing. But it it's, is. Yeah. it's one of those things, though, that if – one guy starts getting the yips a little bit and having trouble catching the ball. Do other people see that and go, oh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to start dropping the ball. And then they start dropping passes, too. And it, I hope not. Well, that, I heard that was a problem yesterday. They, there was definitely Sutton a lot had of balls drop. on the ground. Yeah, right? And so so one of the big questions is, is it starting to get inside these guys' heads, not just Judy's, but that whole room? Uh, look, last year, Russ was the problem, the main problem. This year, He's like tenth. Uh, he he came into camp in shape. He is not. He's not having the look at me, look at me, look at me. Russ camp that he had last year. He's not getting out of a zombie tank and walking into the facility in his own uniform. Like he's he's for everybody who thinks he's tone deaf. Obviously he's listening. 
And by the way, I haven't seen that zombie tank. Have you? No, Has it been but at the, I, the I want it. I, I haven't mean, seen it. We like thumb war to see it because yeah. I would love to drive that damn thing. What's he driving? Like a Honda Civic? Now? <laughs> <laughs> he showed, showed up in a, like a, a neon super Honda. <laughs> he got an Outback. He's gone straight Boulder. Um, but it, look, but it's good for Bronco fans to hear that he's not is. the issue. It right is. Now. He's not the issue right now. And look, if Russ is supported this year, we're the Broncos are going to be pretty damn good, I think. But if if we can't get the high-priced free agents up front to play better and we can't figure out how to, like... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Teach and correct these mm-hmm. mistakes, correct, like in a very pertinent way, and mm-hmm. do it today. I'm I'm very very worried about the Raiders Week One. I'm going to ask you. Max Crosby like gives us a ton of problems when we play him. Because you and I share the same sentiment here about the offensive line has to prove it to me. Right? They have yes. to prove it to me, but. Have you ever asked yourself this, Chess? Do you think because you're a former lineman and because you teach a lot of this thing, do you think you're too hard on the line? Probably. Too critical. Of the yeah. line. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with yes, that. I'm absolutely. just wondering from your perspective. Yes, because I mean, that's, that's where your, my eyes go first, yes. right? So O-line, D-line. And that's where our eyes go last. Front seven. Most guys look at the ball and fall. Well, yes. think about it like this. Not to like throw you under the bus brother or anything mm-hmm. but the other night when we were on twitter right yes you like when russ had that scramble i thought the line looked great and you, you, like, you disagreed you were like hey russ took off look how good he looks yeah he did look good he's taken off yeah but when you look at it from the back view ben powers is under is like undersetting a two-eye sure. getting beat by his shoulder and if that's a starter if that's armstead russ is cooked see i i know what i don't know and you're watching the game at a different level than i am i'm seeing the result of the play and assuming oh it all worked out He's watching the play saying it worked out because huh, it was an accident right. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Well, and part of – so all those things about Russ, it doesn't mean that they're not good things. It's good that he looks quicker. It's good that he's using his legs. It's good that he read that there was a problem and got out of the pocket. The problem is you had a problem in the pocket, right? And so, Ches, let's – I mean, if we're going to do it, let's get into it. Let's do it. Because you're talking about Ben Powers on these video breakdowns, and it sounds like it's – a twofold issue, which is what's really concerning. One, that there's a technique issue. Mm-hmm. And two, that there's a communication issue. Now, those are things that you hope that you're going to work out in camp, but it sounds like that it's been a constant problem, not only in the first two preseason games, but also in practice. Well, look, it's fixable. That's the best part. And if your Ben Powers is his first big contract, and the way the NFL works is if you underperform in your first big contract and you're not a quarterback, you're probably getting cut. Yeah. Like, period. Because yeah. then they'll just save the rest of the money and eat it and then move on. They can't do that with Russ. It's too much money. But Powers is right at that zone where you don't want to play well? Okay, we'll keep you around for a year and then we'll cut you. Now, I'm not advocating for that. I'm not advocating for cutting Garrett. I'm just saying he's got $14 million unguaranteed. I, I'm saying that's the reality of the NFL. So if you underperform, that's what they talk about in the room. Like, man, we can't – how do we pay this much for this guy and he's playing like this? I don't care that they're struggling either, guys. I mean, I want them to fix it. Yeah. If they don't fix it, I'm going to be pretty, like, outspoken and angry about it. But 
the fact that they're losing, it's a good thing. Use it as an opportunity to learn. But we're losing and then dropping our heads in meetings and acting like losers okay, so right now. The things that are taking place in the games though, that you pointed to, you yes, pointed sir. to that particular play and yep. you used a lot of letters, YT, the, the power, whatever, whatever, whatever the hell you were talking about. Is that... <laughs> It, it, <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, he's talking like it's physics true. and science. But and- it, it's it's just like he what he's saying is like if I come out and I start barking stuff like, okay, get on the board and give me 11 three-by-one, close bunch right, tight end, ISO left, under Sam stack, strong safety force, cover one fence, man, where's the squeeze gap? How are we running Sally left, gator right? If they switch to an over front, how is it going to adjust? Why are they in under? And all of this is pre-snap, 98 standing at the line of scrimmage, calling out our play right now. Let's go. Yeah, if somebody did that to me, I'd say, no, nah, dude, I'm playing football. I don't know what, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Just throw me the ball. Made me feel good that I understood but, about 70, 80%. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But, but. Is that a player mental breakdown, or are they not teaching it properly? No, it's a so power specifically. Yes. If you go, you can go to Six Zero Academy and see the the breakdowns. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's on TikTok. If you have a two eye, his right hand's down to you. He's the left guard, and Powers is left guard, and he's stepping down to his inside shoulder and throwing both hands, and he loses right, and Russ and Russ scrambles. He loses how? He so because the guy knew he was doing it. Okay. So when he stepped down aggressively, the two I was like, okay, now all of his weights on his inside foot, I'm going to his outside shoulder and I'm exploring like up the, the battle field. within the battle. The battle within right, the battle. Right, right, right. So then what really concerned me was not necessarily that he lost on that play. Okay, you lost. Russ scrambled for a first down. No one really saw it. Vic thought it was a great play. I thought, wow. The 99% of Broncos yeah. country thought it was a good play, and it was on Sunday. If if the, if he loses that rep at left guard and and Russ takes off for forty yards or whatever or scores a touchdown, no one's going to care other than me because I'm looking at it at the next play because it's all about the next play. Right. So Doesn't even though that again. was productive because Russ is a freak and he took off and he looked really good and he can run again, he's not frumpy Russ and so now he looks like athlete Russ. It's awesome. <laughs> um, when we went back to it now on the next series. And he's playing left guard against a three technique now, and they slide away, and he knows he's one on one. We're going Ray, three man slide away, and now he's setting a three technique instead of a two eye. Ray Nitschke? who's who's Ray? So so Ray is a, is a protection call. So when we walk up and they go, hey Ray 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 Ray, three man away, and now the left guard left tackle rock one on one against two defensive linemen, right? So he's got a three technique on him, the backup three technique, who's a good player, but he's not Armstead, and he short sets him and throws both hands again, and the three technique. Clips the elbow and and sacks sacks stem him around yeah. the ankles. Yeah, that is a repetitive characteristic and to by put a guard, it, and that is that's losing to a two eye with a double hand punch and losing to a tight three technique with a double hand punch. And if you put that on tape consistently, week one's coming real quick. Well, so to put it into layman's terms, and correct me if any of this is wrong, Chaz, but really what it sounds like is here's Powers overcommitting to defensive tackles. He's reaching with both of his hands, which gets him off balance. And NFL players are going to know that they can take advantage of you when they do that. And that's why they're losing at stunts and games yeah. as well as one-on-one, right? They're not being aggressive. He's waiting. He's why, trying. though? Is this being taught a certain it way? It has to be because it's easily fixable. It's easy to fix. So is that on Streif, the offensive line coach? It, ha- it has to be on Streif and the player. Yes, this is all on them. Mm-hmm. They've got to fix this, especially, especially in an underfront like – when you've got a three technique and a five technique and they're going away from you and we both know we're rock one-on-one and Powers and Bulls are sitting over there like, okay, we got a three and a five. They're, they can run games. They can get up the field. The whole point of an underfront is to isolate the two pass rushers 
99% of quarterbacks are right-handed. His back's turned. The three and the five are going to have inside move capability. They can run TEs and ETs and, and like, tango stunts and pirates. You can bring people off the edge. It's a pain in the ass. But it's also an opportunity because as a guard or a tackle, if you know you can short set and jump guys and, like, really get on them, the play call can be advantageous to how you play. So the fact that power set looks the same all the time, regardless if he's playing a two-eye, a three, a four-eye shade, an odd, it all, he's fanning, he's going on a Roger, whatever it is, he always looks the same. Yeah. And that is a massive problem. And, look, I think it's laziness. I don't just think that the three technique's good. I think that he's looking at it and going, this is a backup and I'm making $12 million and I can just go out here and kind of screw around and, and then they'll take me out. So what does it matter? It's a preseason game. And yeah. I look at it like, man, you better pick this up because you're putting you're putting bad, bad, tape. bad tape out and that's not good. Yeah. Vic, when you watch that game, I think part of the reason that you said that, and I felt this mm-hmm. way too, that the offensive line played well. They moved the ball. Well, because their run blocking yes. was really good. Yes. Right? And didn't you yes. feel like yes. that was kind of what made you uh, – give the overall impression that the offensive line played pretty well. Well, again, I'm looking at the net result of a play. I'm not looking at all of the fundamental parts of a play. I'm looking at what happens. Is there movement? Do they actually gain yards? And sometimes you gain yards by accident. Yeah. Well, and like like Russ taking off and scrambling. Russ taking out, taking off. But if they're going to live and die by Russ running it once every, you know, three or four plays, he ain't going to last long. That that ain't going to last long. Well, Chaz, in 60 seconds, Tell me about the run blocking. Because I felt like it was great. It and, was good. And that's the kind of thing that if you can stay ahead of the chains, I know these are all buzz terms, but if you can stay ahead of the chains, stay on schedule, I think it's going to help that offense a lot if Powers isn't in a third and 12 and you know you're going to get a pass rush against it. So, look, I I agree that they ran the ball well. They had 166 yards rushing. The ones had six yards rushing. Twos and threes had 160. So, Again, I'm not crit- I'm not trying to be over overly critical, but the guys that we're going to be relying on on the opening weekend and Sunday are really, really, really struggling up front. And yes, we can run the ball. And yes, I think if Javante catches that screen pass, he probably scores. There's a lot of positive things, but you're paid to do that job. We have to fix these other issues. We can run the football, no doubt. That's fantastic. But again, if we if all we can do is run the ball out of 13 personnel and Smash Mouth, then why are we paying $250 million for a quarterback? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if that's gonna, if we're going to be 70-30 run pass, then cool, I'm with that. I love smash mouth football, and it eliminates the opportunity for guys to screw up in pass protection. But it's not the reality of the NFL. So we've got to be more pass than run, and they've got to figure that out. this out. And look, they, were, they had a very positive outing from a stat perspective, and they can build on that. So hopefully they will. Well, and hopefully they play to their strengths. And if that means it's 70% run, well, that's maybe what they have to do for a little bit. Old Tim Tebow. I I want to talk about uh, an MVP in town who's uh, favored to win another one. Odds came out on Jokic to win his next MVP. And I want to talk about it next on Altitude Sports Radio (laughs) 92.5. I love this song. I didn't know we had another Mosier here. <laughs> what's, Mo- what's Mosier's that? only role on our show is to sing along with the music at the break. The bum music? That's what I do from 10 to noon with Dempsey all the time. It's Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Vic Lombardi Saturday. here. 
for Mosier, Lombardi, and Kane. Matt McChesney filling in. I'm Rob Tregilio filling in for Brett Kane as well. And we are filling in for sure. There's a thick show there this is, morning. Yeah, there's no extra space. I nope. feel like the scat back in the backfield. <laughs> we are definitely sucking I'm up all uh, the air in here. There's a lot of I'm heavy breathing. I'm the scat breathing. back, and there's plenty of room to run. <laughs> We've got, be- we got a screenplay going right. <laughs> I'm kick out. Rob's alley. Vic scores. <laughs> Listen, man. You're going to be well protected. Yes. That's all you need to know. All right, so I want to talk about... Uh, Nikola Jokic and possibly his third MVP. Uh, a whole bunch of betting odds came out on who the favorite for is for MVP. He is number one in most of them. I know Bet MGM has him at about mm-hmm. plus four hundred, and I think Doncic is the next closest at plus five hundred. Uh, ESPN did their pre their off season who's going to win the awards, all that kind of stuff. Everybody picked Jokic to win an MVP. You know why? Because it feels mm-hmm. like a makeup for last year mm-hmm. when he was supposed to win another one and didn't. But my question to you guys is, he got so tired of all that last year. So frustrated with the whole conversation about uh, race, about if he deserved to win three when he didn't have a championship, all that noise that, that really frustrated him. They've now put a cap on the number of games that you have to play sure. to be eligible for these awards. Yeah. Jokic isn't a guy that likes to miss games. He isn't a guy that likes to miss time. In fact, he normally plays all of them, save for last year. But I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. does he maybe only play 64 games this year since you need 65 to be eligible for an MVP trophy just to stick it to everybody because he was frustrated about what happened last well, year, Vic? You, you beat me to the punch on one thing. I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to go out of his way to stick it to anybody, but I do believe this. Here's my belief of Nikola Jokic, having known him now for his entire career. He's not motivated to win an MVP. He doesn't wake up yeah. in Sambor this morning look at the odds and say, yeah, watch out, here I come. He's not that guy. Yeah. He doesn't care might not even have internet. what you think about him. <laughs> doesn't care what you think, what I think. He doesn't care what writers think. He doesn't care. But there's no doubt he was annoyed with everything He was annoyed year. with a lot of the race stuff the that noise. came up. Yeah, the noise. He was annoyed with that. He was annoyed with that he can't play. He's, he, doesn't, he loves giving flowers to other players. He loves it. Hey, Joel Embiid's a great player. Give him flowers. Yeah. He doesn't mind that at all. He does mind when people call him the stat stuffer. Right. Because remember, the interview I did with him after the game in Houston, he never says anything at all controversial, and he says not bad for a guy who staffs stat stuffs, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. He said that. But the point I'm getting at, this year's MVP, if you said to me, Vic, do you think Nikola Jokic will win the MVP this season? I would tell you I don't think he would want to win the MVP. I don't think he would, not because he wants to stick it to anybody, but because he knows that this team, the way this season progresses, somebody's got to take those Bruce Brown minutes. Somebody's got to do this. He's going to get other people involved. And I don't think he's going to build that same statistical mountain that he built last year. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't go triple-double, people are like, oh, what's wrong with Joker, right? right? <laughs> oh, my God, he didn't get a triple-double. What happened? He only I mean, went 25, yeah, 12, think and about seven. The standards. <laughs> think about the standards. So do you think he's going to be held to those standards? If he won that, he goes 25, 12, and 8, which is superb for any center. Well, you know, he sort of underperformed. He doesn't care what you think about his performance. I know that. I know that. But I also know that it did stick in his crawl last year, all that noise that surrounded the MVP race. Not that he didn't win it. Yeah. All that noise around Is he more annoyed about 
what they're saying or more annoyed about the, the fact that they just keep doing it? No, he's more. He doesn't yeah. want attention. He doesn't he's more want annoyed it. about the attention. He doesn't care it's about the same what people question say. Over and over again. He, he cares about why. Why do I have to come up here and do this again and again and again? He doesn't like attention, fellas. He wants to be a part of the team. That's all he wants to do. Especially he doesn't want to be the mouthpiece. He the doesn't want any of stuff that. too, Vic. Like you can speak to this. But, like, when the media that doesn't cover him every day comes into town for a national game and the first thing they say is some divisive racial stuff about yeah. a white guy and a black guy that are competing for an award, and he's like, what? Yeah, he doesn't like, want to be cast that about, way. He man. doesn't want to do that. You know, I, we do that as a country. I'm watching that uh, Showtime series, just uh, Winning Time, you know, and, and the, the, the whole yeah, Larry Bird versus show, Magic Johnson kinda. thing. You know, they stoked the whole racial thing during that, that time. I, I mean, I grew up in that era. Oh, yeah. That's what it, oh, that's yeah. what it was. And, yeah. and I think they try to, when I say they. Them. We're all in that mix when we, I say they. Yeah. The royal we. we. Exactly. Yep. The problem with Joker and his situation, he is the anti-NBA superstar. Think about this for a second. Let's take LeBron James. LeBron James goes on social media and reacts to what we said at a parade, for crying out loud. You, you said it. Do you think, Daddy. Do you think that yeah. Nikola Jokic, when the Lakers won the NBA title, A, watched their parade, they didn't have one, but cared about their celebration. Do you think he actually thought twice about the Lakers after that they it's unbelievable how different he is yeah. from any other superstar. And because of that difference, that vast difference, I'm going to tell you right now, he might be the favorite to win the MVP. I don't think he cares. He has nothing to oh, prove. I, I know he doesn't care. I think the only way he would care is if he wanted to find a way to make sure he didn't win it just to kind of stick it to everybody. But you're saying you don't think that's a thing. One thing I do want to say is the other side of that coin is he purposely didn't play in the world championships, the FIBA World Cup. Good. Which is great for Nuggets fans. But are you at all thinking, Vic, that they might control a little load management going into this season? Right? Um, Instead of playing him all 82 games, is it 65? Like he, he's we not wired about? that way. I know he's yeah, not. He's but, not wired but sometimes you got to protect people from themselves. Sure. Yeah. He, No doubt he can call his own shots if he really wants to. But if Malone is saying, like, hey, man, we're going to give you every third game off. Sure. Do you really think that that's something that he would say no to? Um, no, and being kindly suggested something else is a different story. He, he wants to play when he thinks he's able to play. Now, if there's a back-to-back and they say, listen, we need you in this game, he'll abide, right? He'll abide. If there's a three-game and four-night situation, yeah, that's we need I'm you thinking. in this game, he'll abide. But if if you're telling me Nikola Jokic is healthy and that he doesn't play more than 64 games, I'll bet you all the money in the world right now he does. Yeah, he's not going for that. I'll bet you all the money in the world. He doesn't need to either. He's in great shape. He's what healthy. Does he, I, but I, I keep telling people, what else does this human being have to prove to the NBA or to anybody else? What more can he do? The beautiful thing is Repeat. he doesn't care about what he has to prove to anybody. That's always been what is uh, enticing about him as as our guy, as our superstar, is that he doesn't need the attention. But, yeah, Vic, I mean – as much as sometimes we rail against it, we live in a championship culture, Chess. It's what it is. It's, it's what sports all about the number about. of rings. Yeah. Exactly. So, so he's got to go get a couple more, doesn't he? Well, he doesn't have to. Not, right. You're right. Have, you're Dirk right. only got that one. That was the wrong term. Dirk only got one. Yeah. We're yeah. doing the. You're, you're talking to the wrong guy here. You're talking to the wrong guy about repeating. Do I want to repeat? Do of I course. want multiple titles? Damn right I do. But they got but one. But let me tell you, Rob and Matt, you could put me under right now. 
You could put me under 10 years from now. You could put me under the ground anytime you please. And I will die with a smile on my face. Exactly. Because they won one. Whoa! And I don't care. Still super excited about Do it, I by the care way. about results <laughs> moving forward? Yes. Do I want them to win? Yes. If they don't, will it ruin what we just experienced? No. Hell Not at all. No. Not no, at all. You'll, you'll I, love it I even mean, more. Listen, care. They'll be like, wow, see, look how special that if was. If they win again next year, which which one's more special? Which one, one means more to you? The first there one. There is not another title the Denver Nuggets can win moving forward that will equal what they just did. Sure, the 18th. That, no, no, not even close. <laughs> they, could win, they could win 20 straight titles. They could eclipse every record in sports. Nothing will come close to what they did in June. Hey, nothing. Listen, nothing. I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But he's if you're gonna play, you gotta play for something. Right? Like he's he's not he's not he would have just retired if that was well, it. Now for you're him. playing for competitive spirit. He's a competitive guy. He's more competitive than you know. I, I believe yeah. that. I now believe you're playing that. now. But so then achieved. what does he what does he want? He wants more rings. Oh, uh, everybody does. His answer his play. answer is the same to that. Why everyone plays to win. Listen, I, I I disagree. He's not sitting at home saying, "Oh my God, I gotta get more rings." Because I don't think he's, he's not doing that. You know what he wants? He wants to play a clean game. And if the rings are produced playing a clean game, a good team game, and if the rings show up and the team plays well, great. I, think, which, I agree which, that he which wants. They will. I agree that he wants to play the way that he wants to play, which is a very team oriented game. And I'm not sitting there thinking like he's mm-hmm. thinking to himself, oh, no, I've got to get more rings. I I don't think that that's where his head's at. He's not LeBron James but before I think the Miami Heat press conference going, one, one two, two, he's not three, doing three. that. But he's I think he is competitive Look, and both, both wants things are true. more rings. Both things are true. Let's yeah. be real. He doesn't care, but he wants to win. He's not worried about it. But when it comes down to it, if they're in a, a 3-3 tie in the Western Conference Finals to go, you know, to go to the finals, and he's gonna be. He's gonna care at that point pretty hard. And I've seen him jump on his guys before. You know, in, in many games to get them going. So I think the fact that he's so humble and that he projects this whatever happens happens mindset is a good thing because he's so damn talented. Like the mix is. It's a perfect mix to get a different superstar that everybody gravitates yeah. to. Because I look. I bet you Nikola Jokic is the kind of cat that. Would get along with the last guy on the bench, yes, just as well in as fact, he gets those along. Those are his best friends, exactly. Yeah. Like those are his best. Dude. His best friends are yes. the guys who don't play. Exactly, those are the guys he hangs with. Well, but, like he's he's got the he's got know, a he's grunt not... mindset, but he just happens to be the best player. That's in the world. exactly right. Well, which is why I love him so much. And you see it with the relationships that he keeps too. Juancho Hernan Gomez is like his best friend, mm-hmm. and. He's a bench player. He was a bench guy. From uh, Larry in Lakewood on the text line, if you want to text the show, 303-504-0925. Larry says, we, the Nuggets fans, do not care what Vic does not care about. (laughs) I like that, Larry. Larry, you you are your own person. You have your own mind. I'm on a radio show where I'm asked an opinion to to give my opinion, and I'm giving it to you. So if you don't care, that's fine, Larry. Larry. But the point is this. Here's, Here's an argument I will make, and you cannot dispute this argument, Larry. There's nothing you can do to dispute it. Larry. The first one in June was the most special one we will ever see. The end. Well, There's no debate. And two, you, you can win three. Did you, you hear five. that, Larry? The end. It's over. Do you Larry, see what Larry, happens, Larry? Larry? You just got Do pinned. you see what happens, it's Larry? It's over. There's when? nothing you can do to debate that. The first one, <laughs> after 50 years of misery, is the best one. You see what you happens, Larry? You can't fight me on that. When you when you mess with Vic, do you see what happens, Larry? <laughs> you can't win that do battle. Do you see what happens, Larry? We have Andrew Siciliano coming up next, but I think...
Vic Cause tends to agree with you. And Nuggets fans from sea to shining sea can rest or die in peace. Hopefully not for a while, though, Vic. Don't don't leave us for a while. I can die happy. Do you see what happens, Larry? <laughs> Andrew Siciliano coming up next on Altitude Sports Radio. Get in the game with Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Join Bet Safe Colorado and Altitude Sports Radio at Ryan House Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. for the Bet Safe Colorado Betting Clinic. Learn how to bet, types of bets to place, enjoy great food, and more. Head to the contest page at altitudesportsradio.com and enter to win a VIP experience with free food and drink. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 